0: Love, talk, radio.
1: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to What's the Word, the show that's about finding out what motivates people to sustain their respective careers. My name is Shabal John, and a very good night to everyone. I am very honored that I had a chance to interview Patrick and Courtney Hennessy, and they are the hosts of the Be Less Typical uh, podcast, which it is a podcast that pulls open the curtains on, an in, on the cars, car industry, that has had a bad rap over the years. And Mr. Uh, Patrick uh, Co- uh, Hennessy uh, works in small small dealerships, and he loves dealerships, while his wife, Courtney, has spent uh, many years inside a dealership, mostly in the finance department. Now, both of them uh, took the time out of their busy schedules to, to chat with me on the show to talk about their podcast, Be less Typical, which is very awesome. And I hope you will enjoy uh, listening to how they started Be Less Typical part- podcast. So... Enjoy the show. Patrick and Courtney Hennessy, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thanks again for taking the time out of your busy schedule to be back on the show. Really, really appreciate it a lot. Now, before uh, we get started, I got a little icebreaker, which I'm going to do like a two icebreakers in a sense because I got to hear this. Hear these stories, uh, Courtney. You sh- can you share with us about like your your a uh, love- you have you have a love for barbecue hip hop, which many people would be surprised to hear. And then Patrick, I hear your story because you actually mentioned that uh, your that you kind of like in a sense banned Courtney from attending baseball games with you. So I got to <laughs> hear these two stories here.
2: Yeah, so Hip Hop Barbecue. Pandora, you know, they have some of these really interesting um, radio stations within uh, the application. And my sister-in-law called me one day and she said, have you ever heard of this Hip Hop Barbecue? And I said, no, I haven't. And, you know, hip hop, old school hip hop has been just a love of mine since I was in high school. So. I turned it on one day, and I don't think I've turned it off since, to be quite honest. It has all the old school, you know, Tupac and Biggie, and I, I just can't help but love it.
0: Puts her in her happy place, Siobhan. <laughs> Was it? It,
1: oh, it puts, her in, awesome. puts her in her happy
0: place, I
1: guess. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, Patrick, well, hey, I thought you were never... to hear your story. Uh, Yeah, well, I
0: never knew that Courtney was into that kind of music when we first started dating. She was all in the country. So all of a sudden, the hip-hop barbecue broke out, and it was a whole new level. So, yeah, and she's she's banned from baseball because we've been to a couple of Detroit Tiger games together. And uh, I think in both scenarios, we, I don't know, we got impatient, I guess is the right word, uh, because the game was taking a little long. And uh, in both scenarios, we left early, like in the seventh or eighth inning and I can remember the second time when we left early, walking down the street in downtown Detroit to go to our car, uh, we could hear the crowd erupting, I guess wow. you could say, because it was a uh, the second time we had left, both times it was a walk-off home run for the Tigers to win the game. So, rare situation for that to happen. You can go to a lot of baseball games in your life and never see that scenario happen, and we left twice because we didn't want to stay for the whole
2: game. (laughs) Well, and I guess I wouldn't say that we got impatient. The more accurate depiction of that would be that I got impatient and I was like, okay, I sat here for I don't even know how many innings because I don't love baseball and I, it's hot and I'm ready to go and then I was told, you're never coming to a baseball game with me again. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I don't I don't think
0: she's that disappointed as a thing.
2: So No, I'm totally cool with that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now I gotta now well let's uh delve into uh, your uh careers because actually, you know, but, like Patrick I know you're you've been in the car industry for a long time. Well like Courtney you worked in, in the car industry but as a but dealing with finance. Can you share with us uh about uh, you, your journey into that into the car industry? Yeah, I don't know if it,
0: we both could probably share somewhat different but similar stories, but the bottom line we're we're both from a little bit outside of Detroit. Uh it's the motor city, so there's a lot of car in our cars in our heritage, I guess you could say. So uh in one way, shape, form or another, there people know people that are in the car business, whether it works in the factory or in the dealership level. And we both have our paths kinda uh went parallel for a while. We were both in finance for many years, uh, helping car cars get approved for loans people um i was in the sales side for quite a bit of my life and uh somehow we both ended up really at the same end point in our in our journey and uh courtney moved on into the she went into the corporate field but i still work at inside the dealership and uh manage a sales floor so the bottom line is is we're both in training she works in the corporate world training uh internal people regarding process and best practices And on the dealership side, I'm in the store uh, managing the sales floor, training new hires, interviewing new people, uh, and just managing day-to-day operations. So very similar.
1: That's awesome. Uh, Courtney, you want to share with us?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm actually a teacher by trade. I went to college to be a teacher, and – working in a dealership environment, motorcycles, uh, the marine industry, and then the automotive, uh, an automotive dealership. And I've always worked in the finance department um, or in in an office setting. And um, when I got into the finance department, I really just fell in love with that entire process. I loved taking a customer that had already decided on the vehicle that they wanted. And really, I was kind of the person that figured out how they were going to take it home, you know, how were they going to finance it, lease it. And then I did all of their paperwork with them. And so I just really loved that portion of the customer transaction. And, you know, Patrick and I, we met at work. Um, he was managing an internet department and I was managing a finance department. And the only real reason that I left was that we both worked for this amazing dealer. I couldn't imagine working for a different dealership. And, um, I also couldn't imagine working with my husband. So I uh, I decided to part ways with the dealership and now I work in, you know, automotive dealership training. So I'm not too far from it. Um and I still get to uh I still get to interact with dealers on a regular basis. So pretty cool.
1: That's awesome. Now now of course uh, the the what's really interesting and cool is that you guys launched your podcast called Be Less Typical and it's it's a it's really new, but it's it's really amazing. Uh, can you share with us about about the podcast?
0: Yeah, so the 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 basis of us deciding to do a podcast really just stemmed from the fact that Courtney had met someone um, at the social media marketing world event out on the West Coast that did you know, podcasts, and neither of us had ever listened to one previously. And this is probably about four months ago or so, five months ago now, and. Uh, so we kind of toyed around and started listening a little bit. And very soon after, we became what I think has been coined uh, podcast junkies, I guess you could say. So we started just consuming podcasts, you know, while we're uh, driving, when we're at home, when we're at the gym. And I, we just fell in love with the medium of that type of communication since we both are in that kind of field, very much a communication-based field. And we started to recognize some opportunities that that kind of – were hidden where we thought we might be able to make a difference in the industry that we've grown up in and that we love, uh, which is why we we kind of focused in on the automotive industry. So uh, a couple of main main items we wanted to kind of approach or uh, attack, I guess is a more confrontational word to use, it, are two things. One, we, the stigma that is attached to an individual that sells cars is very much well-deserved in a lot of cases because of the history of what the car industry has been. But these days, there are so many good people in the automotive industry that are really driving progress and change in how we handle customers, how we handle ourselves online, really moving the industry forward. Uh, So we wanted to get in touch with these people across the country that are doing some pretty incredible things. And uh, also, we recognize the fact that there is a, a shortage of new talent coming into the automotive industry, the retail side so when when people interview to come into a car dealership, a lot of times people don't understand that it is, it can be really fruitful and fulfilling career path because there are so many opportunities within the dealership to really run your own and manage your own business uh whether you market yourself online or to get moved into marketing or into finance or into you know a lot of different directions. So we wanted to speak directly to those people one to kind of blast that old image of what what people perceive us to be and to to really communicate with people that are either considering car sales or are new to car sales uh so we developed the podcast and it's been an amazing journey people have really been open to help out and reach out and interview for our show and along the way we've i think we've published 7 episodes as of this morning uh with many more in the bank already you know interviews that we've conducted that just aren't published and we approached it a little bit differently than a lot of podcasts that are out there we are uh when we interview an individual, we will take that that interview and break it apart and then build a story and narrate a story around that person's particular background and then some through some of the processes that they use that are uh, unique to what we normally do in the car business. So that's how we settled on the name. The, the name of the podcast, as you mentioned, Shabal, is, is Be less Typical. Uh, and that that's a slogan or a saying that we use a lot around the dealership. You know, when we're talking about interactions with clients. We want to make sure that we're being less sure. typical than what the guy down the street might be. So it's been a really cool journey. I don't know if you'd add anything, Courtney, to that breakdown.
2: Yeah, I would just um I would just add on a little bit to that and say that, you know, each episode not only focuses on a person's story, but we also um talk through, you know, the different strategies or best practices that that particular person uses in their day to day operations that makes them so successful, so essentially we're spreading the word um and providing training in kind of a storytelling format, which is is pretty unique
1: that's that is awesome and and what's really what I really love about it love the fact is that you know is like you know podcasts basically allows people to showcase the humanity basically. They showed the behind the scenes of the actually behind the brand the human behind the brand. And that's really awesome. I mean I'm I mean I'll be honest. I would I would not have, you know, thought of uh call you know I would have the negative stigma thinking of call salesmen, you know, as, you know, not not really honest in a sense. But the fact of the matter that, you know, you guys have been able to showcase people who are not only uh, doing doing it the right way, you know, and selling cars, but actually using social media to interact with their customers and building relationships—that's that is really unique and innovative.
0: Yeah, there's. I'm glad you brought that up. I think that there, there, it, it's just like anything. Like there's, there's always bad apples out there, right? And they are. I would say these days, they are the exception to the rule, and unfortunately, they're the ones that get all of the the media exposure, right? The, the bad scenario where somebody, you know ripped off grandma and that's what makes the news unfortunately that's that's what is popular but behind the scenes it's just like you said we're we're just trying to humanize the people that are in the automotive industry and then also inspire those that maybe are feeling a little beat down because they are they're long hour days we put in a lot of effort to sometimes get little return It's mostly commission based so of course anytime there's financials involved it's a challenging job because it's a it's a it's a combative you know relationship when it's a salesperson against a a buyer. But those walls can be broken down if it's a proper relationship if the proper relationship is built. And uh, one way that that's happening, and that's what we discovered in our first series, you know, the first five episodes that we published, was revolving around social media and how uh, some really amazing individuals are using it around the country. You know, whether it's on Facebook and how they build their profiles and their networks there, whether they're using YouTube and you know, building themselves up as a, uh, uh, a research point, point where people can find information. Um, if it's just something that's internal training, uh, if they, like we just talked to a gentleman down in Texas that has, uh, has built his own website, he writes blogs, he does video walk-arounds, just really cool stuff that, that I think is really thinking in some of the parts of the world that's not really the outside-of-the-box thinking, but in the automotive industry, it really is. It's really been held back. Due to so many regulations over the years, so so it's just really an inspiring thing, and we're trying to expose that to others so they can kind of grab onto that, and hopefully it's a, a chain reaction where people will start doing that type of thing professionally, you know, across the country.
1: Wow, that's awesome. So, so this is so what's really I got to ask is because you guys actually, you know, of course both of you guys work full time. How do you like find the time to uh, do it? You know to put the podcast together because I can it's like a full-time job as well to, to uh, put, to uh, edit and, you know, finding a guest and making sure the podcast comes out right. on I'm
0: finding that there's a lot of podcasters out there that live this very same lifestyle. <laughs> and it's, you know, you can't, you can't lie. It's like, what's interesting is that we thought we were busy before, you know, with the lives we lived. And then we got into this, New habit of uh wanting to publish a podcast, and it we somehow found the time for it to get it to get it launched as as we're hitting kind of a stride now you know of course we're trying to find we're business people we're trying to find opportunities to maybe uh expand our boundaries uh find other avenues for us to um potentially find some sort of compensation uh for the time we're putting in because you know this isn't something that we are so passionate about you know it's not it's not every day where you come across something where you want to come home after working a 13 hour day and you go right to your computer and start working on your side project. And I'm making quotations because that's, that's kind of how it started out as a joke, but now it's a full-time obsession. So there are times where we see ourselves lacking or maybe missing some sleep, but you know, that's the thing when you find passion about something, that's when, that's when you know you're striking the right nerve. And at this point, you know, we're treating it very much like a business startup. I mean, we're in startup mode. It's, it's, it's lean it's uh some extra hours, we're we're putting in the time when when we can and then still trying to you know, manage it appropriately. But there there are certain certainly some times where you feel out of balance. But the return we've gotten from people reaching out to us saying that they appreciate the message we're putting out there and that uh we've seen some download numbers now and we're starting to get interactions. We're getting people actually we had a gentleman last week reach out to us because he wanted to see if we would talk to him about being on the show. Those are the types of wow. things that make us want to keep going back at it you know those are the that's the feedback that makes you think you might be onto something that's actually affecting someone in a positive way and Courtney and I have always been people that are about the people it hasn't been about cars or the financial part or the business aspect of it the, the car dealership is a really just like a lot of industries but it's a really interesting place meaning the people in it are an interesting place so those are who the people we're connecting with and it's just been Really rewarding to have that feedback, and I, I'm quite certain that at some point we'll get some opportunity where we're gonna we're gonna have some chance to to earn some income from what our efforts are. But that would be a wonderful side product for a passion that we get to share right
1: now together. That's awesome. And now I got now of course uh, since you guys are podcasters, I give the opportunity for anyone who are podcasters, uh, journalists and television television and reporters, or the former question on the show. So I don't want to allow you guys to ask me anything that you want to ask.
2: So, Cheval, I'll start. Um,
1: Okay.
2: So sometimes I'm I'm semi-new to utilizing social from a business perspective. um, How do you get involved with kind of some of these Twitter chats um, that I hear that
1: I hear about on a regular basis. Oh, how do you get involved? Uh, this yes. Well, best best way to do that. I mean, there's, like these uh, different apps uh, called like you know this like Tweet Chat or uh, Nerve, where you can like type in the name, and if the ones that you, that interests you, you can like join in. Just like you can pop in and say hello. You know, I'm I'm a this I'm a this is my first time being in this chat, and then you're gonna have an immediate response. I would say like a, an example of one that has a high engagement is uh biz heroes which is uh, hosted by uh, kelly e Congerford of uh paper who's uh who works for paper le who works for paper league but she was a former employee there basically they it's very interactive they do, like you know have uh they basically uh you know chat about like different tactics tactics on how to uh leverage uh your small biz, your small business to to uh get you know get your message out to the right audience, and it is really it's really powerful in a lot of ways, and and that's that's one of the ways to to interact, you know, to to re- really to get yourself out there, and in addition, that's like a mini focus group for for businesses because you're learning like what your audience wants wants to hear about, like if you know if you're running a business, so it so that's basically the one of the that that's one of the best parts about Twitter chat. As well, and you really, and in a sense, you just gotta, you know, be selective, you know, on which ones are best for you.
2: Thank you, really good information.
1: You're welcome, and and of course, uh, you know, uh, Cassidy, do you have a question?
0: No, I I think Courtney and I were thinking along the same lines we chatted before uh, we got on the line with you. So we're just looking for ways that we can expand our base. um, and I think that, it, that the time involved is challenging versus, uh, you know, where 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 is our time, effort best spent? I guess yes. right now, and uh, I think that was a great answer. So I that that was we're on the same page.
1: All right, thanks.
2: So, if she awesome. doesn't have another question. I have another question for you. If you're up
1: for right. it. Go ahead. I'm <laughs> up for it. Go ahead. <laughs>
2: So what what's your feeling on batching interviews? Do you typically batch interviews or do you just host them when you have an opportunity, let's say in the evenings? Because and the reason that I ask this is because, you know, Patrick and I obviously are carrying full time jobs and at times it's difficult to get, you know, a lot of work done on the podcast and yet still make time for the interviews. So I was just wondering are have you tried batching interviews and if so, has it been successful or do you prefer just to do them, you know, more when the interviewee is available, if you will?
1: Oh wow. Uh that's a really good question. Um oh well it depends really. I mean, if you're not if you're not uh, have if you don't have a full time job then I wouldn't batch per se because basically you want to you you want to have the best uh you want to do your research on the guests and you want to put in the energy into, you know, sharing about the guests and interviewing them. Like, you know, if you, if you like have, because if you like batch them together, you know, you, you it'll take a lot more time to do your research on the guests and then you then, then you'll have to get, you know, get your, you know, in order to interview the guests to make sure that you're, you put your part, your, uh, your guests feel that you that you value them when you're interviewing them. Now, like I said, Johnny Dumas, he can do that because that's his full-time job. You know, he does he batch all of his interviews on on one day on Mondays. So because he has time, I suppose he has he has staff to do the research, I believe. But for but for any any one of us who who uh can't who uh who probably have a who, who have a job or also uh, doesn't have the staff to you know like he does. Then I think it. I would, I would think it would be wise to batch all your interviews because you want to you want to put in the effort in doing your research before you can uh, before you do the interview and get and uh, provide value to your audience.
2: Perfect. Thank you. Appreciate it.
1: Welcome. No you guys are welcome. And that's, I mean that's really that's those are really uh, great questions. I mean because I think like you know for. You know, for for us, for us, I think like uh, you know we might we we might uh, you know want to find ways to, to manage our time better because we like I guess like you all know like you know time is money and we want to spend spend our time in the right in the right direction and you know in providing value to our audience. So so that's really, those are really like thoughtful questions and it, and it also shows too that you know for us. For those of listening that we that uh we're not we're not superheroes we're not as uh, so, you know perfect, but we're but uh, we're still learning and we're trying to get better so that's that, so that shows that shows like you all are you know are great and you you guys are you know showing that you guys are human so that's that's really awesome for you, for the both of you,
2: yeah as we say uh, in the at yeah. the end of every single one of our that's episodes we're just a couple of amateurs. Learning as we
1: go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, and that is, and, and of course, you know, we all, every one of us is still learning how to be better at podcasting and really better at life. So that's, that is really awesome. Now, uh, I was, that's, I'm going to like talk about, uh, you know, I know you guys already delve into social media, but, I got to ask uh which one is your uh, favorite social media platform to use and why do you think that uh small businesses or or college students or anyone should should be on social media?
2: So, I would say just based on our, you know, 1 month of experience, um at this time we have because of our lack of additional time i think we've really focused in on two social media platforms in addition to obviously the the entire digital space which is you know our website um but we have focused in on facebook and twitter mostly because we found communities in both of those spaces that have um welcomed us with open arms and are very interactive so with facebook um i think it's a little bit easier to measure uh, the engagement and interaction that you get with your community. So that has been a really good opportunity for us to kind of see what's working and to test the waters and and really to align um, our messaging and our strategy, you know, to reach the proper people so that we're increasing downloads. We're constantly playing with you know, okay, you know, are we going to do a video today on, you know, promoting this particular episode or are we going to do an image for a blog post and and really we're just testing the waters and for anybody in sales, I think that that is, you know, kind of the way to go about it, you know, throw some stuff out there, see what the engagement is. You can spend a couple of dollars, it's not super expensive to either boost or promote your post in, in one way or another and to target the audience that you're looking for, And really, we're taking what we've learned from the interviews that we've done, and that's what we're testing the waters with. So um, Facebook is a place where we've been spending a lot of time. And then on Twitter, you know, the interaction has been great. There's a couple of different resources that you can use to schedule your posts. Um, You know, I typically do those for promotion pieces, but then I'm on there throughout the day just interacting with, um, you know, my followers and the people that I follow. And just getting that communication open, Patrick had, you know, mentioned a second ago that we received our first inquiry as to, you know, requesting to be on the show and that all came from Twitter. So we, you know, we're getting people engaged and excited and listening through, you know, both of those platforms at this time. We haven't really like reached outside of that just from a timing perspective. I, I don't want to just throw things up there in a haphazard way. I really want to have um, a strategy in place and a cadence that I can keep up with because I think, as you know, you know, consistency is key, and I don't want to spread ourselves too thin.
1: And you guys are really smart there because I'll say it because you guys figure out uh, which one, which platform works for you. Well, I can say like you know. You know, you, many might have, hear the advice to try. You know, be on be on many different platforms that is out there, uh, yeah, social media platforms that is out there, and and then they spread themselves too thin. But you guys are really smart, and that that's a big lesson for small businesses. So, as quickly before, you know, I gotta ask this question: uh, If you guys had the yeah. opportunity to that's interview that's anyone that you admire, past or present, on your podcast, who would that person be?
0: So this is probably a cliche answer, right? But uh, part of our educational process in the last 120 days has come from two main sources to help us launch a podcast and to get the uh, courage, I guess you could say, to, to start our own online-based business. And those two people, one of which uh, is Cliff Ravenscraft, who we took a course with, his podcasting A to Z course, and he helped us get launched. Uh, but the other person uh, who I got to meet down at the podcast movement is Pat Flynn, and I think that if we could corner Pat Flynn for a 30 or 45 minute segment, and I could have a one on one conversation with him, I know the, the the volume of information that he puts out there in his podcast, and we, I'm still an avid listener. But there's sometimes so much information that doesn't you got to really search to find what's affecting me right now. Uh, I, I think that he's the type of guy that gets the space that we're in understands the online business approach uh really understands how to communicate with people and could potentially elevate us pretty quickly to the next level so that that would be like i said maybe it's a little cliche because he's in our in our space but i think that a conversation with someone like that in a one-on-one setting it can be invaluable you know and i think that on the other side the idea of a podcast is to carry the message not just to yourself, but it's really for your guests, or I'm sorry, for your listeners. And he's the type of guy that it will help relay the message that our listeners really need to hear. And it's about how do they build their own online presence, even if they're selling cars. It's so important these days to build a reputation and a presence for yourself so that people know who you are and where you work and what you're capable of. Uh, And I think there's no better person that comes to mind right away than, than, than Pat Flynn, that's for sure.
1: Awesome, that's awesome. Now, now, where can people find out more about uh, your your podcast and also your your work web- on your work? Yeah,
2: absolutely. So our website is typical dot com. Um, we are on iTunes and Stitcher. There's a feed right on our website where you can actually you know just listen to the podcast right there. And then, of course, both Patrick and I are on Twitter. You can find us at Be Less Typical and on Facebook, Be Less Typical.
1: Awesome. Well, Courtney and Patrick, I want to say thank you both for taking the time out of your busy schedule again to be back on to be on the show. Really, really appreciate it. Now, do you guys have any final words for our audience?
0: Uh, the only thing I would add, two things. One, if you're listening to the show, thank you so much for for doing that, and uh, thank you, Cheval, for having us on. Uh, to share our story a little bit. It's exciting to be on the other side of the microphone, I guess you could say, for a minute. And, uh, you know, the feedback we've gotten about our specific show is that that there are people that are outside of the automotive industry that have been listening that are, uh, you know, either in sales or, you know, can can really relate to what some of the messaging we're sharing. So, you know, give it a listen, and we are interested in feedback. So, please, we give the information in the podcast. Give us some feedback on your thoughts, the technical side, whatever. We're just looking to grow. That's valuable. And number two, this is something 120 days ago we would never have imagined in our lives that we were capable or it was possible for us to do. We're not technical people, but since then we've built a website, bought equipment, edit and uh, mix music and audio, and we're published in iTunes. It's just amazing what you can do if you put your mind to it. So you know, don't ever tell yourself you're not capable.
1: Well, that everyone, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Patrick and Courtney Hennessy who shared about uh, the podcast Be Less Typical. I hope you would take a listen to their show at uh, www.belesstypical.com and also uh, check out, uh, the, you know, follow them on Twitter as well as Be Less Typical also. Well, that is it for tonight's show. Uh, if you missed this episode live, it will be archived on iTunes and on Stitcher Radio, on Stitcher and then also on TuneIn Radio. And also here on Blog Talk Radio at forward slash belongmedia That's forward slash media. And also, if you in, if you uh, enjoy this show or any of the other episodes, can you leave a review on iTunes and on Stitcher? Just let me know uh, if if I if you like it, and also if, what I can do to make it better if you didn't like it. So please leave a review on both iTunes and Stitcher. Well, uh, thank you for joining me on What's the Word? Uh, This show is about finding out what motivates people to succeed in their respective careers. My name is Shival John. Be real and be independent. And I leave you now with Hannes Hanneman with Opus 1. Have a great night, everyone, and we'll chat with you guys next Monday night.